Hi guys, welcome to Made It Happen Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Hayflin. Made It Happen Podcast is a series highlighting young female founders who took a chance and launched their own business. Through interviews with young female entrepreneurs, Made It Happen is dedicated to inspiring others through stories of those who've experienced going out on their own firsthand, discussing all the highs and the lows. It can be easy to see the glamorous side of starting your own business through the internet and social media, but what does it really take behind the scenes to launch and run your own successful business? Hear how these inspiring female founders made it happen. So today I'm speaking with Lauren Smith, the founder of Modern Collective, a boutique event management agency and community leader of Toronto Business Babes. Lauren, thanks so much for joining me here today. Thank you so much for having me. I cannot wait to kick this off. Yes, me as well. Thank you. Um, So how about we start off by having you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Sure. So I, um, as you mentioned, I own and run a boutique event and actually very newly travel agency. Um, We focus on supporting female entrepreneurs with bringing their dream event to life. So the big thing I noticed with the gap between corporate events and entrepreneurs hosting events is that entrepreneurs feel like they need those big budgets that the corporate companies have when that's just not the case. You can actually host an event and run a profitable event without having a massive um, company behind you. So I really love bridging that gap and showing them that that actually is possible and how they can add that as a new revenue stream and offering to their business. So that's a little bit about me and the company that I run. And then I also run Toronto Business Babes Obviously, Danielle started the company out in Vancouver and started the Vancouver chapter. And then I uh, moved back to Toronto. I was living in Vancouver when I met Danielle. And then it was kind of time to see if we could do the same thing she had done in Vancouver, but for the Toronto market. Yeah, that's great. And could you just tell us maybe for those that don't know a little bit about sort of the Business Babes Collective and what that organization is? For sure. So that is a women's networking community that supports women in business by giving them the tools and resources that they need um, to be successful as an entrepreneur. So we do that through events, workshops, retreats, conferences, online courses, masterminds, kind of everything that um, you need to be successful in business is what we provide for our community members. Yeah, absolutely. And so you had said you were in Vancouver and met Danielle. And then what was it that really made you want to start your own chapter once you came to Toronto? So when I moved out to Vancouver, I remember saying to myself, how am I going to find like-minded women to be friends with? I found it very difficult as an adult to make new friends. Um, obviously, I had the coworkers that I was working every day with, but I didn't have that group of friends outside of work. and that had more of the entrepreneurial mindset and just like amazing women. So I actually went on meetup, which I don't even know if meetup is still a thing, but back in 2016, it totally was. Um, And Van City Business Babes popped up and I went to the first event and kind of met Danielle and a couple other women at that event and totally fell in love. I was so far outside of my comfort zone. So I understand what it's like to attend the events and just be super scared. Um, And then fast forward about two years later, I moved back home. And I remember saying to Danielle, like, I know how much the community meant to me and what it did for me in my, not just my career, but like my personal life and my friendships, the women I met through that community were some of my dearest friends out West. 
And I said, like, I, I don't think Toronto has this. I don't think there's a community similar to this that we can, or that I can join and feel like I've got a, a community of women that are going to support me. So we started one in Toronto. Yeah, that's great. And I know it's definitely been very successful since the launch. And then with your other business, um, with event planning, um, in your bio before it had said that you had decided to leave the festival life and get the job of your dreams. Um, mm -hmm. What inspired you to make this big transition? A couple things. I feel like the biggest thing was obviously my, my dad leaning over my shoulder being like, when are you going to get a real girl, like a big girl job? <laughs> and at 21, I was like, this is a big girl job. I'm, I'm making good money and traveling. And I, looking back now, I understand what he meant. Um, and I knew that I wanted something more. I didn't want to just be traveling within Ontario for my whole life doing the same thing. I wanted to experience that corporate life to say that I had done it and to to understand what that culture looked like from a, a corporate employee perspective. Um, and so, yeah, I just, how I got the job was a little bit like a luck of, luck of the draw and, and definitely fate having, having some stuff to play, to play into it. But I was ready for more. I was ready to take the ideas that I had in the festival life and start implementing them and doing these things that I could have never done just being a promo model because that's just not how that industry works. You kind of just take direction and do what they want you to do because that's what you're hired to do. And that's totally perfect. And I loved doing it at the time, but I was ready for more. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And then with that job, when was it that you had decided to quit your job and to start your own business? So it would have been about six, six years into the the business. I had worked my way up the corporate ladder. I was loving what I was doing. I completely fell in love with the art of event planning and travel. And I knew 110% that that was the industry I wanted to be in. Um, but the culture and the experience within the company started to grow old and it was no longer something that was aligned with me. Um, so I jumped and I just decided one day, you know what, the time is now I'm, I'm going to do my own thing. I, I knew I was ready and excited to kind of follow my passion, but corporate life was no longer for me at that point. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so what was sort of the, once you were making that transition, what was sort of your first move in getting your business up and running? So I worked for the same company for about six years and then I transitioned from them to work in the, the banking industry. It just, it made sense at the time from a company perspective to transition to transition. And I only lasted there about five months because I just knew it wasn't the fit for me. It wasn't, I didn't wake up every morning and love what I was doing. So it was time to kind of figure out what that end goal looked like for me. But to reverse a little bit, about two, two and a half years prior to that time working in the financial, at the financial institution, I, I started a Facebook group called Modern Collective. And it was a Facebook group for event planners to support each other. So the idea behind it was as an event planner living in Vancouver at the time, if I wanted to host an event in Las Vegas, I really wanted a community of, uh, sorry, a community that I could go to and say, hey guys, I'm hosting an event in Vegas. Um, I'm really looking for a great decor company. Can anyone make a suggestion? And I wanted it to be this creative community of event planners that came together to really support each other through being just that, an event planner. Um, so the Facebook group, like it grew pretty decently, but I just didn't have capacity to run it. So it obviously like stayed super quiet. It's still up and running, but like no one posts in it at all. 
Um, so I had this brand and I had this idea in mind since 2015, 2016, but I just, I didn't know when the right time was or how exactly I wanted to jump and make it a business. So registered the business, um, started building a website and kind of figuring out what, what that looked like for me and how I wanted to go about owning a business and running the different chapters or not the chapters, but the different strains and the different services that I could offer. Um, so it was always in the back of my mind and it was always something that I was working on. But when I left the financial industry, I went and worked for another third party event agency. The owner of that company was one of my dearest friends. And to this day, I still love her very much and support. We support each other all the time, but same thing. It just wasn't my own brand and me living out my own vision and all that type of stuff. So um, she knew the whole time that my end goal was to open up my own business. So she kind of just like supported me through the transition. And then now that I do own my own business, it's complementary, not competitive to what she does. So we don't typically go after the same market, but it was really cool experience for me to have working for that company and being able to pick out through that process. Okay. I want to do this when I open up my own company and I don't want to do this, or here's things that I'm passionate about and here's what I'm really good at. So it was, it was a, like a four year process that it took me to actually like officially open up my own business. But when I came up with the idea, it literally happened overnight. <laughs> if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's definitely a great, you know, way of with collaborations with other brands and I'm sure with Toronto business babes, that's also a big part of that. And I guess leading with that too, you always say that you wanted to surround yourself with people like you because are the sum of the five people surrounded with you. Sorry. Um, so with that, who is it that you like to surround yourself with and what are some of the qualities you look for? Um, you know, especially with those collaborations and partnerships. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Um, I feel like I've kind of always grown up in and known that you are the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with. And it's a very clear distinction, I think. If I look, for example, if I look at the type of business owner I wanna be, and I have this, this dream person on my list that I would love to be in their circle, and I start behaving and acting in ways that are complementary to that, I'm going to end up one day being in that person's circle because if I work hard enough for it and I, I dream and I strive to be at that level, I'll get there. Whereas if I have the same person in mind, but I'm acting and the behaviors that I'm doing and having are not complementary to that. And they're like the opposite of that. I'm obviously not going to get there. Perfect example is um, I am not a heavy drinker. I haven't had a drink in a year. It's not something that is a priority to me. It's I, I don't like how I feel the next day. I just, the drinking life is really not something for me. So when I look to surround myself with people, I'm obviously not going to surround myself with a business owner who is a heavy drinker because there's no alignment there and we will be swaying each other in ways that aren't authentic and true to who we are. So instead, the business owners that I do surround myself with and the friends I do surround myself with are people that, like me, instead of having a glass of wine on a Friday night, you're at the spa and you're having like a really cool green smoothie. And it's, it's things like that that I think people don't necessarily align with because they're like, oh, I want to be this successful six-figure entrepreneur, but my behaviors aren't going to be in alignment with that. Whereas for me, it's, it's less about the making the money and more about how I feel about being in that person's presence, if that makes any sense. So things like um, 
gossiping and being negative and just being like an energy vampire is not something that I want to associate myself with. Whereas I'd rather be the opposite and associate myself with people who are fun and outgoing and they really are positive. And if I have a down day, they, they pick me up and they don't let me stay there. And there's, there's no gossip and, and that type of, that type of stuff. So those qualities are super important to me when it comes to the people that I surround myself with. And I keep my circle very, very small. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, and you know, yeah, like you said also about, you know, the habits and it depends on what your goal is and if they're aligned, then that's sort of where it'll end up. So that definitely makes sense. I, I, I absolutely agree. And then with that too, what is it about event planning that you really love and that attracted you to that industry? Oh my gosh, this is one of my favorite questions. I, the event space is so broad and you can do so many different things in events. You can be a wedding planner, you can be a party planner, you can be a corporate incentive planner, you can be a corporate conference planner, you can be a meeting planner. Like there's really so many different ways that you can go. But what I love so much about events is coming up with the entire scope and and concept. So my favorite, favorite part is when I'm talking to a new client and they're, they're sharing their dream with me. They want to travel to Costa Rica and host a wellness conference or a wellness retreat. And they want their attendees to have this feeling when they leave. And they really want it to be this magical experience that they have at the hands of my client, let's just say. I love coming up with the entire, not the idea because that's what they've come up with, but bringing their ideas to life. So figuring out how to incorporate good good transportation and good food and beverage and, and good experiences and decor and gifting and sponsorship and partners and all this different stuff that really comes together and makes the event, not just an event, but an experience. That's totally my favorite part is seeing how it can transition from just an idea or something on someone's vision board to becoming this experience that has completely shaped their business. Geek out on that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. That's that's amazing. And what is it that you think when you are, you know, doing event planning and everything that really creates those top events? Um, and like, what has made some of those big events that you've planned so successful? I think the biggest thing is going to be like looking at your the small things that make the event impactful. So everybody can have a, a group dinner, for example. Let's we just hosted a beautiful retreat in Bali and everyone's going to have dinner in Bali, but what does that experience look like? Are you having a private chef? If you do, are you pairing it with a local wine? If you do pair it with a local wine, what are the chances you can get someone from that winery to come and talk to your attendees and really show them and teach them the history and the type of wine that you're drinking. And then from there, what else does that experience look like? So in Bali, for example, we had a woman come in and do a sound bath because we turned that dinner into an experience. It wasn't just you're quickly eating dinner and then going back to your rooms and not having any, any further conversation or further experiences that are going to mold you together as a group. And that is what is going to make an event successful is thinking about the little details within each experience that can make it stand out because everyone hosts an event and everyone's doing conferences and everyone's doing retreats. So what's going to make yours different and how can we make it not just different, but different and very unique to you. That's one thing that I think is so important with events is sure, my event can be very different and unique, but it needs to be different and unique to me and in alignment with who I am and what my core values are and the different things that I value for sure. 
Yeah, definitely. And that's, you know, those are the things that people are going to remember and people are always going to want to come back for. So I absolutely agree. Um, definitely a big part in events. And I guess recently, it's definitely changed a lot with COVID-19 um, mm -hmm. and events and traveling. How has this affected um, both of your businesses the last few months? That is a the question of the year. <laughs> um, obviously, COVID-19 stopped all events and all travel. So at the beginning of COVID, I was like cautiously optimistic. I was like, it's okay. We're going to get through this. It's going to be fine. Don't worry. We obviously have to have the conversations and pivot the events and change the, the contracts and all of that like behind the scenes stuff that really freaks people out. But I, I've been in the industry for over 10 years, so I know how to work through a contract and I know how to negotiate myself out of that. So that doesn't stress me out. What stresses me out is, okay, but what does this look like on the other end? When, when we come out of this, how is the business going to look? How are the events going to look? So COVID definitely, definitely rocked me for a little bit, but it gave me the opportunity to revisit the business and see how I'm showing up and the services I'm providing and everything I'm doing for my clients going forward. So since COVID hit, obviously all of my clients got pumped on pause, which is actually has turned out to be a good thing because we can, the same as I did with my business is revisit the event and see exactly what, what they want going forward. Cause in the event space, what I, I notice with a lot of clients is once you host one event, you rush to announce your next one because you're so excited. The vibe is amazing. People are now on a high from your events. So they want to buy tickets to your next one. It's natural. You really want to capitalize on that excitement, but it, it doesn't really give you the time to figure out, is this actually in alignment and, and right for what we're doing in our business and where we want to go and how we want to serve our community. So it has been really cool to, to sit back with my clients and say, okay, now that we have a year, maybe even two, what do you really want your events to look like and how do you really want to impact your community and how can we do that through the event experience? So that's been really, really cool seeing, seeing that unfold with my clients for sure. On the other hand, I had had being registered as a travel agency on my dream list for, oh my gosh, two years. Actually, I started researching it like back in 2015. It's, it's always been something I wanted to do, but it had never come to fruition because I just never knew what the right fit was. Um, but COVID gave me time and COVID gave me perspective. And throughout this, since March, I've been studying and getting certified and registered as a travel agency. So when we do come out of this, I'm going to be able to even better serve my clients and give them that full service experience. And that just like excites me so much. So as much as COVID obviously is terrible and it is hurting a lot of people and there's lots of casualties in the economy and there's so much to talk about when it comes to COVID. From my business perspective, it actually has set me up stronger for success in the future. Obviously right now I'm not taking on clients, so I'm not as profitable as obviously you one would hope to be or that I plan to be, but I know as soon as things change and doors open up again, that my business is going to, to get back on its feet. Yes, definitely. Well, and congratulations on, the travel agency, that's definitely very exciting. And, you know, I think your perspective on it's definitely really great how, you know, you do have that positive and you knew you were going to take this time to really better your business. And I think that is, you know, how it, like you said, it's going to come out better in the end from it. I was laughing at the beginning of, of quarantine when um, you could see it very clearly on social media, what was happening. There was, 
the group of people that became obsessed with TikTok and Tiger King and making sourdough bread. And so much of me was pulled in that direction of just like, that's the easier route. That is what is going to get me through my days and take the anxiety and the stress away. And then there was also the business owners that were showing up and supporting their communities. And how can we pivot? And what can we do? And how can we show support? And, and what can I do to come out of this stronger? And it was at that moment that we kind of go back to the question that you had asked before about who you surround yourself with. I remember one day specifically sitting back and saying, okay, who do I want to come out of this as personally? How do I want my business to come out of this? And who are the people that I'm surrounding myself with and how are they handling COVID? And it's been really interesting to see the people that hunkered down and educated and pivoted and really are ready to come out of this stronger and the ones who are scrambling now because they became obsessed with TikTok and Tiger King. So it's, it's been really cool to, to see how the community and the different business owners in my, my realm have adapted to COVID. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely agree. And then with that too, I guess, um, with Toronto Business Babes, I know that they've definitely shifted to a lot more sort of online events and webinars. Um, and how has this gone through the experience as well? It's been actually really cool. So Toronto Business Babes and the way that the whole business has been run is Danielle runs the brand. It is very much her vision and her passion. And us as chapter leaders have really just come on board because we believe in it so much and we want to kind of emulate that in our own cities. So as much as we work together and I'm like, we are brilliant when we come together, what we do in our each city is very independent. And it is some days like, I won't know what's happening in Seattle or I won't know when San Diego has an event because that's just the way the business, the business has been structured. Whereas now COVID has almost forced us to, to come together and, and look at things from a global collective perspective and how each of us can support each other's chapters with the strengths and skills that we have that we might be lacking in other areas. So an example of this is I hate social media planning. I, I'm not good at it. It's not something that is passionate, like a passion of mine. Like if you talk to me about Facebook ads and strategies, I just, my eyes gloss over and I start to sweat. It's just really not what I'm good at. But Alicia, our Seattle chapter leader, own, like runs a business doing this. So we were chatting one day and we're like, how can we all help each other collectively be better within our own chapter? So I was like, Alicia, like, I need help with marketing and branding. And she's like, Lauren, I need help with retreats and events. It's just not my area. It's just not my jam. So we kind of took a step back and we said, hey, how can we all support each other and, and show up more as a collective and do things together and, and really support each other that way? So, which has been so cool. And we now launched our very first virtual event um, as a collective that's going to be a global event. And I'm so excited for the world to see the different ways that we're coming together to, to make this event happen and how we've handed off different aspects to each other. And it's, it's a really beautiful and unique business model and how it's running and, and the support that we're giving each other. So it's definitely changed, like even from four months ago to now. And I, I couldn't be happier for the way that it's changing and, and where we're going with it. Yeah, definitely. That sounds very exciting. And I know I'm definitely going to be tuning in, tuning into the event and um, yeah, like another perk with that is that everyone can come together there and it doesn't matter where people are from, they will still be able to participate virtually um, if they'd like to, which is so great. Mm -hmm. And we're so excited. <laughs> yeah. And 
If you had one piece of advice for someone who's thinking of starting a business or maybe even that you would tell yourself when you were starting your own business, what would that piece of advice be? Oh my gosh, I have so many. (laughs) I think the biggest thing for me would probably be don't try and do it alone and don't think that you have to do it alone. I remember when I first started my business, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I can plan an event and I can, I can do all these things really well. But when it comes to email funnels and nurture sequences and websites and Facebook ads, I, that in itself stopped me from wanting to start a business because I just didn't understand what that whole world looked like. And it wasn't until I started working with a coach and curated this group of people that were around me that I knew could support me from a friendship level, first and foremost, but also from a business perspective and giving me that advice and those shoulders to lean on that I really understood that that's actually the most beautiful part of owning a business. Obviously, it's supporting your clients and creating a schedule for yourself and being financially free and all those things. But for me, the the most beautiful part about it is that you really aren't doing it alone and you do have this community and this collective of people who want to to see you succeed so my biggest piece of advice would be find out who that group is for you real quick and if you can't find it then create it and that's kind of what I did with Toronto Business Babes is I didn't have a community in Toronto before I mean I had my college and university and high school friends but I didn't have that business community of women that just got it and they knew they knew me from that perspective they it was different. Like I had to definitely create that community and all the women that I have that I'm super close with have come through Toronto business babe. So it's definitely worked out. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I mean, like you said, surrounding the people, um, you know, with the same sort of goals and aspirations. And so that's definitely a great piece of advice and a way to do that is finding that community or like you said, starting it yourself. Mm -hmm. And then I was also very curious of some of your favorite places that you have traveled. Mm, Good question. Um, It's funny. Every time I get this question, I almost pick something different (laughs) because there's like, there's so much different, like there's so many different places for whatever you're looking for. Like one of my favorite places in the world is like Vancouver and Whistler. And that's because of the lifestyle you get. And obviously the views are spectacular. And it just, for me is something completely different than really anywhere else I've been but then California also feels like home to me and California brings a whole other experience with it um then there's New York and there's like New York is I think special to anyone who's been there and then when I look at Bali I just got back from Bali and Bali changed my life so obviously that's beautiful like it really depends on what you're looking for um Aruba and Curacao are stunning stunning island and so is Anguilla like (laughs) they're really 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 different but if I had to pick let's just say someone said I want to go anywhere in the world I want to go on a tropical vacation and I'm not sure where to go I would probably send them to Aruba or Anguilla because they're very small beautiful islands the people are stunning and have big hearts and the food is good and it's just it's amazing. It's magical. Cause I think Mexico is beautiful. Obviously I love, I love going to Mexico. I go quite often, but Mexico, I think a lot of people have been to. So I don't ever really suggest going to Mexico. If, if you've obviously been there, like I could tell you 10 beautiful places in Mexico to go, but if you're looking for a unique and once in a lifetime experience, I would definitely recommend Anguilla and Aruba for sure. 
Wow. Yeah. That's good to know. I'll definitely be adding those to my bucket list. (laughs) Everyone's always like, where, where is Anguilla? I'm like, cause it is actually a very small, um, small Island off of, um, St. Martin. And it's where a lot of the celebrities go. So you'll see like Kendall Jenner's yachting in Anguilla or the Victoria, Victoria's Secret fashion show was filmed out there. It's, it's a very exclusive high, high end Island, but it was one of my most favorite trips of my entire life. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Good to know. I'll mm-hmm. definitely plan to go there one day. Hopefully. <laughs> um, and then do you have any future plans for yourself or your business that you'd like to share? Yeah, I think obviously the big thing is the travel agency that was on my list to accomplish next year. So now I'm like, Oh, I have a goal that I need to fill in. <laughs> um, but I really want to build out that side of the business. Um, I'm still determining exactly where I want to go with that, but that is going to be kind of something fun that I get to work on. And then a big thing for me is I just, I want to get back traveling with, obviously with COVID that, that completely stopped, but I want to travel more for leisure and less for, for work or not less for work, but maybe just add more leisure in there and see the world from a, a tourist perspective and not from I'm working an event perspective. Yeah, definitely. That sounds great. And I definitely look forward to everything that you have coming up. Um, And I know we're sort of starting to run out of time here, but I just want to say thank you so much for joining me here today. And would you like to tell our listeners where they can find you and your business online? For sure. So I can be found at on Instagram at modern collective with an underscore at the end or at Toronto business babes. Um, And then when you go to the Modern Collective account, that will link to my travel agency account and a couple of other really fun things that I'm working on. So thank you so much for having me. This was such a blast. I'm honored that you reached out and I, I cannot wait to follow your journey and support you however I can. Thanks for listening to Made It Happen Podcast, the podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave a review, and I'll see you next week.